Welcome back. It is time for another great guest. This week's guest learned at a very young age that money was something that could use as a tool to help you accomplish your goals. She will teach us that once we take charge of our money, we can then focus on what's really important in our lives. Other things we will learn in this episode include transitioning your corporate experience into your own company, the skills needed to increase your financial acumen, and how to take charge of your business and get results as an award-winning financial literacy champion, financial educator, consultant, speaker, and podcaster, Tracy Bissett is the go-to coach for increasing financial fitness and is the founder of Bissett Financial Fitness, Inc. Let's learn how she podcasts before we bring her on. Tracy, which platform do you stream your shows through? Any platform that podcasts are located on. I like it all over. All over, yes. I find myself sticking with Apple because of the ease of being on my phone. But when in the day do you start to listen to your shows? Uh, It depends. Sometimes when I'm out for a walk, I could be um, preparing for meetings, could be cooking, exercising. So all kinds of different times throughout the day. Making the most of your time. I like that. Is it through the headphones usually in the car? Yeah. Uh, Headphones in the car for sure. Like that. Thank you for sharing how you podcast. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancey. You can find more about me at Vincent A. Lancey across social media, YouTube, or my website, vincentalancey.com. For those new to the show, each week since December 2019, I have interviewed the founder of a company or brand to share what worked well for them, what they needed to improve on, and all of their learning lessons along the way right here on this show. And of course, there are bonus episodes as well, where I bring back past guests who are making headlines. Again, you never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. As chief financial fitness trainer of Bissett Financial Fitness Inc., Tracy educates and empowers individuals, notably young adults and business owners, to take control of and live their financial lives with confidence. She specializes in showing business owners, entrepreneurs, healthcare practice owners, and CEOs across all industries who are ready to take charge of and grow their business and get results. The skills needed to increase their financial acumen so they can confidently create their dream outcomes for both their lives and business. I'm excited because she will not only bring advice from her incredible entrepreneurial journey, but from also her years as a former exec at TD Bank formal financial education, including a Bachelor of Commerce, an MBA, Chartered Financial Analyst designation from the CFA Institute. All this experience positions her uniquely to coach all things money, which gives you, the listeners, the unique chance to have this special episode to learn how to better handle your finances and so much more. Tracy Bissett, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Vincent. It's really my pleasure to be here with you today. Likewise, would you mind introducing yourself on a more personal level to our audience before we dive into business talk? Absolutely. I am uh, based in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. I grew up on the east coast of Canada in Nova Scotia. 
Uh, as you mentioned, I, I have a lot of uh, years of experience in banking and working with business owners and individuals, uh, primarily in commercial lending and risk management. Um, and, and now I certainly packaged up all the things I love to do into my own business. And I really get a lot of satisfaction out of educating other people so they can take control of their lives and, and make money make sense to them. And so it's not really a scary thing. Uh, I have a dog named Rosie that I love and she's my little sidekick. So you can find us out walking pretty regularly. And uh, during non-COVID times, we volunteer as a, a therapy dog team. Excellent. You mentioned your years as you said, at TD, let's talk about what made you actually switch to entrepreneurship. Absolutely. So um, as often happens in um, big corporations, there is restructuring. And so my seat was taken away from the, the table, as you will, or the org structure. And, and I had a really fair severance. So I took the time to figure out what are all the things that I like to do. And so I packaged up all the things I love. When I was at the bank, I loved being able to teach uh, junior lenders new things. I loved working with business owners, loved helping make things um, simple that were uh, complex sometimes in nature. And so first thing I did is I, I started teaching. So I had two different part-time teaching jobs at two different institutions. I am a full-time professor right now at Centennial College in addition to my business. Um, then I wanted to keep that um, close relationship with entrepreneurs. And so I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one and group coaching with business owners to really help them build on the confidence and the foundation they have. And then so they can take it to the next level. Uh, unfortunately, uh, around money, there's a lot of shame and business owners feel bad that they don't know how to manage their, their financials. But I'm not sure where they would have uh, got that education. School does a poor job at teaching them. And so for me, it's all about how can we start from the positive so they can can get moving on that. And then, I, I, as you mentioned, I have my podcast, Young Money with Tracy Bissett, and that's really to increase financial fitness, primarily for young adults around the world. You're really giving back now. You've gotten all this great experience. It's time for you to pay it forward. So I commend that. You're not only doing that through your business, but as you mentioned, through the podcast, that's very exciting. But in entrepreneurship, as you know, it can be very exciting, but it could also be very scary as well, the ups and the downs. What are two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur, in your opinion? Managing all the things, um, because I was an expert at like three things when I was in corporate. And then when you leave, you have to be great at about 50. Um, so managing all the things and, and making sure you bring in resources at the right time, um, because it can be very challenging. You, you think, oh, I'm going to wait. I'll just keep handling it. And so when is that right time to bring in more people? And um, coming to terms with um, you can't be perfect. And in my jobs that I had at the bank, there was a high expectation of perfectionism. And so I had to let that go. And that's still a work in process for me. Because uh, if, if you wait for it to be perfect, you're not going to put anything out into the world as a business owner. Yes, it's very common, especially as entrepreneurs. We want everything we do to be as perfect as possible. But eventually you realize it's just not possible to be perfect. I remember my first book, how many rewrites I had just going back and forth, back and forth. So I want to be perfect, changing synonyms, sentences, which maybe didn't need to be changed. I was in my own head. That is definitely a difficult part of being an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, we have to learn every day. We're going to fail and then learn how to fix it and try again and again. What is one of your greatest lessons learned or failures here, Tracy? One was when I, I brought on my first uh, EA who started working a few hours every day for me. 
how much time it could free up and really create systems and processes. So things mm-hmm. stopped being at the mercy of when I could do them and when I could get to them. And we were really able to build out an infrastructure for the business and have repeatable processes so that things became easier. Uh, it was um, challenging at the beginning because there's lots of training to be done, lots of uh, working through things, but then it certainly um, things smoother. So taking the time to slow down and go through a little bit uh, more time to do things so that you can speed up in the longer term. Uh, so, so that's been a lesson learned and I wish I had hired them earlier. Systems and processes, everything. Big shout out to David Jennings, former star on one of these episodes, just like Tracy. He's in Australia. He has books on systems, how important they are. Did you hire this first EA in, from a, a close friend? Did you, how'd you hire? Uh, actually he posted a job and, um, their resume shone through their cover, the note they actually sent with their resume um, said a lot about their personality. And then when we met, I thought they would be a good fit and they had them different strengths than I do. So it was a really good match. Great point right there as well. Finding someone to compliment your less strength areas where if you do something well, you do it well, but you can't do everything well. Find someone to turn those weaknesses into strengths. Do you have one tip you can offer our audience here if they are bringing on someone for the first time, don't have much training lined up for them, don't really know where to start to make that such a smooth process? Uh, one thing we did that that helped is I would make videos and kind of download the way I was doing things. And so sometimes it'd be videos like showing even my screen clicks, like how when I was doing something so that the person and I didn't have to keep going through it together. They had something that they could go back to. So maximize my time. And it also really gave them a good opportunity to say, I think you jumped over a step. How did you get from here to there? And we were able to move things forward a lot faster um, than if we kind of painstakingly spent hours and hours um, doing that. So that worked very well. And I would say, um, make sure you're giving them lots of encouragement because it can be discouraging at the beginning uh, because it's very overwhelming to come into um, a small business where everything is kind of chaotic. And to uh, for somebody who's used to, um, in this case, she was used to a corporate environment where everything was clearly laid out and there was very defined processes and systems. So um, to remember that it is chaotic in a, in a small business. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's going to help so many out there who are at that point of finally ready to bring on their first hire. Thank you for helping them learn through your story. But if you can learn from any entrepreneur here, Tracy, dead or alive throughout history, who are you choosing? I'm going to choose someone who's a pretty much a Canadian icon, Toronto, especially Ed Mervish. Okay. Um, so he founded uh, all of the live theaters in the city. He had many stores, many restaurants, and I read a couple of his biographies and just an amazing business person. And he's um, deceased for many years, but if just to, to figure out how he he realized all the different places he could branch out. And I think it was, he learned through doing. And so would love to get some of his insights um, because uh, to go, they're all very high risk industries. Um, given my banking background, like retail uh, restaurants and theater, uh, all very high risk. So um, how did he have the courage to do it and how do you get all the operations and the really the, the courage to go and take each one of those leaps into diversification would be pretty I cool. I like it. Well, if he were alive still today, where would you want to meet him if you got to pick the location for the meeting? Uh, I would love to go uh, to their um, Honest Ed's location, uh, which was recently torn down, but I'd love to have the, the meeting in one of his original stores and he have a walkthrough and have him share his experience. I love it. Now tell everybody 
What is next for Tracy? What are you working on right now? Uh, we are working on ramping up enrollment into our group program, the Cash Control Bootcamp, uh, where it's a more affordable price point for business owners to come in and get that financial education. It's a live online program with me. Uh, so we're doing that. And I am also working on a money planner for young adults. I like that. Tell me more about that. Uh, so it's a 12-month money planner where each month of the year, there's two to three pages, a short lesson, uh, and then either a template or a check sheet so that you can focus on one uh, aspect of your financial future uh, at a time. And they, they correspond for the most part to things you might be doing in that month. In Canada, in wow. February, a lot of people are making contributions um, for their retirement. And so going through, how do you think about that? What are the tax benefits uh, for, for one option versus uh, what are the benefits of another? I can't wait to hear more about that. Be sure to let me know so I can inform all of our audience when that is ready to go so they can hop on and get some advice. And now we are about to learn from you even more on this week's Spotlight Story. If it's your first time joining us towards the end of each episode, I share the entrepreneurial journey of a fellow entrepreneur to have our guest analyze that story. And as we have a finance-related female entrepreneur on the show today, we're going to share the journey of another in Carla Freed. As I mentioned, there aren't too many female founders in fintech, but this entrepreneur secured multiple times of rounds of funding. She was, the, she was first an executive with a depth in sales and marketing with a passion for innovating. As the president and CEO of a company who had developed a new offering, a B2B, tech, a B2B payment technology, she wanted to get it to market and the owner had other irons in the fire though. In many companies constantly innovating, not all product concepts get commercialized, and she didn't want to see this happen with this particular product. She wanted to get creative and more comfortable with risk. Freed, now the CEO, along with a few co-founders, launched this company in 2009 called Invoice Pay with an N. Invoice Pay, a cloud-based payment solution, enables companies to pay suppliers securely and electronically, moving billions between buyer and supplier. While they offer technology, they view themselves as a services business, improving the efficiency, accuracy, and security of payments. When she was asked, when is the market right to launch a business? Here's what she said. Sometimes when opportunities arise, in this case, a technology and a market with a need, the market itself is a mess. Such was the case for the trio in 2009. The economy was a dumpster fire, which to many, hampered their desire to launch a business or see capital. She admits it wasn't easy launching or scaling at that time, but it taught them to be smart with every penny. They had to prove their business and they did. I also want to share some advice she has for a female founder, if that's you out there. Target woman-led VCs or those with a woman partner. There's a greater likelihood you will look and feel like your investor or share some of the same shorthand. And also she said, talk like the men around you. Freed says it is clear that men and women communicate differently. Women often speak more tentatively or couch statements. Be direct, be confident, be brief, and be prepared. She highly recommends pitching in front of people that you trust first so you learn to pitch more aggressively. And at the end of the day, this company did nothing traditionally. They closed small rounds along the way as they made money. She considers it a point of pride that they've raised $25 million and taken them to Series F to do it. Tracy, what do you like best about her story? 
Quite a few things. Um, so firstly, I love how they're bringing efficiency to the financial side of the business um, because oftentimes finding the right solutions to move money around can be challenging. So I love the, the product that they've made. Um, also love um, the advice around targeting women-led VCs and those with women partners. It's really important to make sure as you're looking for that funding that you're finding um, people to work with that are going to retain you in your CEO role and um, that you're not going to be ousted from your position. So find some with like values and um, people who look like you. Um, I'm not sure I love the talk like the men around you part, but one thing I will say from my experience as a former banker is that it's important to remember that investors, bankers, your other professionals, they're not your best friend. So you do want to always be professional and credible and you want to make sure you know the lingo so that you are talking in the same language and that you can clearly convey in a confident manner um, things about your business, things about the financial results. Um, so I think it's a great story and obviously very successful with the funding they raised. I really appreciate you said that right there. Learn the lingo in whatever business you're in so you can confidently convey your points. Even if you know it, if you don't sound confident, chances are they're not going to bite. So thank you for that analysis and thank you for such a great episode. You shared your journey from corporate like I started out in the beginning to the field and look how far you've come. You've even expanded it to a podcast and this new coaching program you have on the way for young adults. Be on the lookout for that. I will keep in touch with Tracy for it. But first, before that, we have to ask her for her last word. Absolutely. So for me, financial fitness, you, you named it a few times in the name of my business. Uh, I view that to be more positive fi than financial literacy. It's a lifelong journey we're on personally, as well as in our businesses. So small, imperfect actions every day to advance your financial fitness and be kind to yourself. If you make a misstep, everybody's going to make mistakes. So realize that's not the end. Uh, get back on track and keep moving towards that financial fitness. And you're on a journey, not, a, not just one destination. Well said. Now tell everybody where they can find you. Best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, so Tracy has an E, Visit has two S's, two T's, and would love to leave a gift for your audience, uh, which is a money meeting agenda. Uh, so for all the business owners who maybe are starting to feel inspired today about getting on uh, top of the financial side of the business, you can go to cashcoach.biz and download a money meeting agenda. Highly recommend that you at least once a month sit down and look at it. And um, it, if not more, uh, more frequently, weekly is great if you do it at a shorter amount of time. So cashcoach.biz and you can get started today with that money meeting agenda. Thank you for offering that. That link is in this episode description. I just typed it in. It's ready to go. And while you're checking her stuff out online, be sure to check us out too. We are also on LinkedIn at a mental health break at a mental health break on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter because of the character limit. We are at podcast by Lancey, but at least you get updates from all four shows. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media, YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, take a selfie with it. I would love to share your support. The latest book is Mental Health Week, the go-to book for elementary school students to learn the basics of mental health and a fun story. Let's end the show with a quote. This one is from Sheryl Sandberg. If you're offered a seat on a rocket ship, don't ask what seat. Just get on. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week on That Entrepreneur Show. Tracy, thank you for stopping by. Thanks so much, Vincent.